So today I'm doing a podcast about something that is very relevant at this time of year. Um, you know, it's it's Christmas time. It's Christmas time here in two days. And um, along with that is, you know, the traditional Christmas festivities, the food, the gifts, the family. And it's interesting to sit back and think about you know, what that actually means to people. And I wanted to talk about that. I'm going to be honest and forthright and because um, it's, it is cathartic. It's cathartic to do it this way. So um, I'm going to talk about what's happened recently and how that's changed my life and um, I don't know what to do about it other than bury my head in the sand um normally i would do um as i mentioned you know the the format that i wanted to do with my my podcast but um i think this is probably a bit more important so um i hope you uh, get something from the episode um that gives you food for thought to realize um that you see those signs everywhere you just I don't know what it is it that you just, I don't know, I don't know what to do. I'm in that I don't know what to do stage. Anyway, what one thing I know what to do is talk about it, so let's begin. So Christmas is a time traditionally for, for loved ones and family and, and for all of those people who, who don't have Christmas those close to them or aren't able to be close to them then you know they might be living out on the streets or they could be just having you know a very lonely Christmas um you know there are there are options where they go to I um I know myself that um my brother who doesn't spend time with us at Christmas because of what's going on in his head, um, you know, he has other avenues of of going to places where they give Christmas to those in need. Um, you would probably think to yourself, well, why aren't you taking him for Christmas? Well, I don't know how to answer that. I, um, I truly don't know how to cope with um you know mental illness and I, I don't know how to cope I don't know how, I don't know how to cope with a lot of things but um then I got a right hook on Thursday night and I got a phone call from a friend and I thought it was really unusual because she wanted me to go and pick her up it was about eight o'clock in the evening and um you know, she said, oh, can you come and pick me up? But I'm saying to her, you know, where are you? You know, what What do you want me to pick you up for? It was just unusual. It was very out of the ordinary. And um, she was basically saying to me, you know, where she was. And I was like, you know, oh, yeah, that's right. Did you have a work due on today? And, um, you know, yes, she did. So I thought, oh, eight o'clock work due, 
piecing together what she does, who she works with. I'm thinking, eight o'clock, what are you doing there? Just didn't make any sense. It was just totally out of the ordinary. Anyway, I decided that um, as the conversation progressed, it seemed to just get more and more disjointed, the conversation. And therefore, I'd made a decision that, um, you know, I needed to go and pick her up. But that wasn't before she said to me, don't worry about it, and hung up on me. And I thought, that was unusual. Why would you be ringing me to pick you up? Me saying to you that I could come, but then you going, don't worry about it. And I just thought to myself, she's been drinking, you know. So I thought... She's ringing me and she's been drinking and she's out and about. She needs somebody to come. And I thought to myself, where is everybody else who would normally help? Like as in family and, and, you know, close loved ones. I thought it was really strange. But, you know, I'm practically family because, you know, I'm practically a breast friend. And um, I just... I I went there and I was trying to find her and um, I got to the location eventually after missing the turn off and um, I I managed to park and I thought, you know, because I'd spoken to her a couple of times and and I heard someone in the background, I was positive I heard someone in the background because um, she was asking for where she was and someone was telling her where she was. And I thought, well, that's weird because she told me where she was before. Anyway, as I got up, as I realised, I thought, okay, get out of the car, go in there and go and find her. But as I'm walking towards the establishment, there on the ground is my friend basically just passed out, you know, just dishevelled, a mess, head bowed, just out of it completely, completely and totally wasted. And I'm like, what are you doing here? And then as she lifts her head, she's like, oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, I'm just so sorry. Oh, oh thank you and <clears throat> and I'm like oh my god what what has it come to that you've put yourself in a position where you're out with originally your work colleagues they've left and you've continued to drink like you know what's come into your head and what's going on in your life anyway I managed to pick her up because it was very difficult for her to get up. Um, Put her in the car and uh, drive home, which I had to drive the completely opposite direction and uh, completely just (laughs) was, uh, you know, unexpected. You know, it was a good sort of like 40-minute drive where I had to go and drop her off and then come back home afterwards so I wasn't expecting it but that's what you do when you're a friend you know that's what you do it's also what you do if you're family and um I suppose it's also what you do if you if you love each other but 
you know, I was later to find out that um, there was much more to it. But, you know, this is one thing that I can pretty much decipher from the conversations that I had is that um, when you get yourself into that position and, um, you know, someone has seen it, other people have seen it and they sort of think to themselves, well, you know, that's just, that's just, that's just them. Um, uh, it, it's, it's, it's got to be to the point where you think to yourself, well, there's a problem and, you know, and I blame partially for myself because it's not like I haven't seen, you know, a lead up to it, but I would never have expected to see it outside and it doesn't matter whether it's outside or indoors, you know, being a friend. I should have done something about it. I should have said something. And um, so I decided um, the other day to say that I just wanted to meet up. And, um, and of course, you know, she was on the, you know, the, the left foot. Like, what do you want to talk about? And I said, oh, nothing in particular. I just want to meet up, you know, get together. <clears throat> anyway, yeah, so she figured it out that, she, you know, she knew what I wanted to talk about, but um, we haven't spoken to each other since because as much as she wants to value the friendship, she needs to understand that, um, you know, when you do come to me, I want to talk to you. And now I'm always going to love you as a friend, always. And, um, you know, I'm always going to be here, but I'm going to want to talk to you. And I think the reason that she doesn't want to come near me is because she knows that I'm going to talk to her and I'm going to tell her exactly what I think and what she is and what she needs. And I know she doesn't want to hear it from me I think she's been hearing it from others, such as other loved ones, but she hasn't been listening. But it's probably going to be different. And I think that's the difference, you know, like, I think I think alcohol should be something that uh, is in moderation. And uh, it's something that, you know, it's celebratory or it's, you know, a cheers to or something like that. And sometimes, you know, sometimes when I ha have drinks and I get smashed and I just, I do, but I don't know, I, I'm surrounded. When you, when you, when you, when something like this happens, it makes you much more aware of, of everybody else and the propensity of how much that they drink and, um, you get all judgmental and I suppose at the moment I'm in this judgmental phase, which is interesting because, People shouldn't really care what I think, but then these particular type of people should, you know. Um, I believe that, you know, my judging, I'm not really judging. I'm just, I don't know, I'm just disheartened and I'm just disappointed in myself. I'm, I'm not disappointed in them because I know that alcohol is a drug. And it's a depressant, antidepressant as well. So I do know that. But um, 
you know, I'm surrounded with people who I know who drink and who drink a lot. But there's nothing I can do about it with so many of them because they just don't want to listen. So many people don't want to listen. So, meantime, I'm here to be the strength and the pillar and uh, understand exactly what's going on around me. I don't know, I feel a bit lost at the moment. I feel like um, nobody wants to fucking listen. Nobody's... Nobody's interested. They're all, you know, ignoring the issues. Nobody cares. That's where I am at the moment anyway. Anyway, so if you have a friend or, you know, someone close to you who you're having a problem with, you know, helping them understand that they've got a problem, let me know what you've done, what you've done and how you've gotten through it and what you did and, I don't know, just send in some sort of inspiration or something that might even help. Anyway, I'll be back next episode. Thanks for listening. Music